Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week one waivers, which is a crazy thing. That we're, we're to that already. We're talking waiver wire pickups before your season even starts. Because there's a couple guys that are interesting. Maybe maybe you don't have the spot in your bench right now to do it, but these are guys to keep in mind and really watch week one. So we're going to throw you know throw out some names that we like. This isn't you know the normal waiver wire episode, but we'll do that. And we have also some of your questions, a little bit of mailbag for you as well. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. And go to YouTube as well, youtube.com slash fantasyfootballprofit. And then also today's episode is actually brought to you by MyBookie. So MyBookie's back with us again this year, sponsoring us. Um, they've been with us for the last couple of years. So it's always, this is a exciting time of year to do this. MyBookie, go there, get some uh, get some bets in for this weekend because this weekend, Thursday night. It's crazy. I just I still can't believe it's two days away, Jeff. Two days away. You should go to MyBookie, use that promo code PROFIT. P-R-O-P-H-E-T, and they will double your first deposit if you do that. And new players can get up to $1,000 in free play by doing that. So go check them out. Go to my bookie. Use that promo code. Get in on the Houston Texans-Kansas City Chiefs opening game because, you know, it's nothing nothing better than NFL season. And I can't believe it's actually here. So once again, mybookie.com. Use that promo code PROFIT. And let's just jump into – we'll do some quick waiver wire stuff and throw out some names here. And the way we do waiver wire is if you listen to us in the past, we basically take people that are under 40% owned on ESPN leagues and we only consider them because, I mean, once it gets above that, in a lot of leagues, they're gone. We don't want to sit and talk about guys that you have no chance to pick up. And even some of these guys, you might be able to say, oh, they're probably, you know, they're already rostered, but we'll keep it at 40%. Hopefully there's some names out there that you can look at. So. I'm going to throw out some running backs first. Let's go running back wise because I actually think there's some interesting names out there. So some of these guys maybe could contribute right now. And a lot of it's just to watch out for. So the ones I guess you can say that can, who knows? It's the Jacksonville situation. How about I start with that? They said they've named James Robinson as their starter. And you got what? Divine Zigbo as well there. And Chris Thompson, but I think he's owned in, I don't remember what his, his percentage is, like yeah. just about, just over 40. And so he's at 41, so we could lump him into yeah. this. Yeah, and he's Thompson's going to be the safer route. I think he's going to have a role, and they could be behind a lot. I don't think this team's any good. And their defense is terrible. I mean, what happened to them? They were they were like a half away from the Super Bowl a couple years ago. The terrible mismanagement there. But here's the thing. I guess if you're in a pinch, which I don't think you should be yet, so hopefully you're not. There's no reason to play any of these guys right now. Chris Thompson's the interesting. He is the interesting one. We'll see how that plays out. But Robinson and and then what? A Zigbo? I just I have I don't know what they are. And I don't. Th- Sometimes I think we chase um, what we think is volume, and all volume's good, right? All opportunity's good, but it's not. Miami Dolphins situation last year wasn't that, was it? it was Kalen Balage at the beginning of last year? They traded away what Drake at some point. There was Patrick Laird. Like, I don't even remember anymore who else was there. Like, it was a t- ended up being terrible. Nobody worked out. And that's what happens a lot is you think this is going to – someone has to be the guy, right? Someone has to be good, but it doesn't always work that way. And maybe I'm maybe we're wrong. We don't know anything about James Robinson. We don't really know too much about a Zigbo. I mean, what do you do? 
I, I just can't recommend it right now. If you have a spot on your bench, you maybe you throw him there and see. Yeah, I'd be if you're hurting for running back, which is quite possible, and you're just like, well, let me take a, a shot at one of these guys. I don't think he's going to be a stud by any means, but I would have to say that Chris Thompson, if we're talking about that, 41%, so I'll still mention, obviously, talk about him, which you just did, but I do yeah. think that they're going to be a not, not a very good team, right? And if you're going to do that, even Fournette couldn't really get it going too much last year, even though he got a ton, but he did catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. If he's not a good fit, I assume Chris Thompson is going to be the guy that gets a lot more work than the other guys. And it's going to be mostly because he, you know, he's going to be catching the ball because they're going to be down. Same reason I like kind of DJ Chark that much more this year is because when you look at what they're going to have to do in order to be competitive, they're going to have to sling the ball. So I don't know if you're going to take one and he's still available. I do like the upside of Chris Thompson. Maybe he is, you know, maybe he's going to be the guy. I I have a really hard time believing that it's going to be any one of the other three. It was it Armstead is going to be the third guy when he comes back from injury. Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time endorsing any of those guys. I don't think even if they were pretty good running backs, I don't think that they're in a situation where they could flourish. No, and for Fournette, even when he was going to be the guy, the situation bothered us too. So I'm just, I would stay maybe keep an eye and see what happens this weekend, but don't don't play anything this week. Absolutely, I mean you'd have to be in a deep deep league to do this. So just no no need. So some other guys that I mean the rest of these guys are now just guys to just keep an eye on that we kind of liked. Like you got um Bryce Love, who will he get an opportunity? Maybe JD McKissick was named the starter. I know JD McKissick's down here too, but I don't buy into any of that JD McKissick stuff. I wouldn't pick him up for any reason. Just because it's gonna be what I think their best option is gonna be a, a combination of whole for them. This is what I would want to find out these young guys is gonna be a Bryce Love Antonio Gibson combination. And Antonio Gibson's never been a workhorse at all. He's, I mean, he's been basically a wide receiver as well. So Bryce Love can be a workhorse. I think it'll be a combination of some if Bryce Love's healthy. So I would keep an eye on Bryce Love. I, I've, I've liked Bryce Love for a few years now. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a, a much better lottery ticket type of player. If, yep. if you're just looking that you, you know, you grabbed a few guys on your bench, you're like, I don't know why I have them. You know, they're yep. never going to start. You know, he, he does have a lot more upside. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, and he's, I think, a little. I mean, it could happen. Lottery ticket. It's actually some. There's a little bit more of a chance. Another one. Um, Joshua Kelly. I think he's interesting over in uh, for the Chargers. From what it seems like, it sounds like he has passed. Just from reports, it seems like he, he's ahead of Justin Jackson. Which, if he is, he's in a pretty good role because I mean, Austin Eckler. We just don't know how they're going to use him yet, and you just really don't see a scenario where Austin Eckler is getting 20 carries a game, right? That just doesn't seem to play out in my mind. Eckler will be all over the field, but there's going to be room for some other carries, and maybe it's Josh Kelly. So just just want to keep an eye on. You don't. I mean, you can roster him if you if you have the deep enough bench. Chase Edmonds, I think that's another one. I would actually say Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin both from um, the Cardinals, just because Drake has been in that walking boot, and we just don't know the situation yet. So those are another guys to keep an eye on. Anthony McFarland, I would say Jeff. You know, that's only about Jay. That's a James Conner injury away, though. Yeah. That and was less. That's less that's later so. on. Just that's that's really probably that's, if it happens, it's gonna happen later. That's a hold and stash on your bench if you have some room. And um, trying to think of this, you know, you know what I'm also interested in for some reason, just the 49ers backfield. I want to see if Jarek McKinnon gets any getting play here. There's been some decent reports about McKinnon, and I'm actually very very curious if he will get a get some kind of a shot to see if he can still play. 
So I mean, he's actually 17% owned. It's actually higher than I had expected from McKinnon. But that's an interesting one to me. Is I'm, I'm really curious if they give him a shot. I mean, they they put quite a bit of money when they originally got him before they knew that they had all these other talented backs and he got hurt. You would think that you would give him one shot and if for no, no other reason to at least have another piece that you can trade. Yeah. Like if you don't think that you're going to pay him, you know. So, yeah, they have all the incentive in the world to give him a shot. Yep. Any other running backs you see out there that I missed? Um I mean, you the, know. The list of names, I just don't feel like there's a terribly large upside for me right now. No, I don't either. I mean, I just, yeah, I could make a, no, I, I'm not going to go down that road. Th- those are guys that I would be like, they'll be the first ones. And let's be honest, like, even those guys, you're kind of like, do you get them a week earlier in case that they do something this, this, you know, this Sunday? And, you know, they become more valuable that would be the question and that if you do have a roster spot open we all know that you have a, a an older player that you don't really need that you probably put on there i would much mm-hmm. rather have like a bryce love and then you know and you have at least trade bait or something like that like if he gets a few carries and looks good everyone will want him yep. and that's kind of the that's where we're going with this one funny thing is looking through this list and for uh lynn bowden jr was traded to the dolphins over the weekend Already, huh? Really random for a third round pick to be traded that early. He's listed as a running back yet, but it sounds like they're going to use him more as a wide receiver. So that's a yeah, interesting play. Just weird that a third round pick got traded. He thought he was an interesting, you know, athletic guy. So maybe it just wasn't translating. Did they say what they got for him? No, I didn't see that. But just an odd. That's a that's a strange one. Also, why I don't have a whole lot of faith in in Las Vegas. But <laughs> interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So wide receivers. So there are actually some I think good wide receivers here under that forty percent mark. So right at the top, I think like Anthony Miller is only 38% owned, and I'm interested in Anthony Miller. He had some he played well towards the end of last year. And Trubisky's still his quarter, but Trubisky's an interesting one. Where I actually I mean, Trubisky might not be great, but fantasy wise, I still think he's okay. So Anthony Miller, I think, might get a shot. Anthony Miller, there's a lot of names right here. Anthony Miller. Paris Campbell, I'm actually interested to see if he can do something in the second year. Not as much as maybe like Alan Lazard, though who's only 25% owned, Lazard, he's going to be that number two there. Got Lazard. Then you get the rookies as well. I know I know Jalen Rager's hurt right now, but he could be back by week two, possibly. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you already see right now on ESPN, you know, he already has gone down by 18% owned. Yeah. I, I think that one's a little weird. Like, you would really have to need that extra spot, which is you're not drafting him in order to put him no. in your starting lineup. So. Why wouldn't you give him the opportunity to – he might be the number one wide receiver come halfway through the season because that's how yep. bad Philly's wide receivers are at the moment and and older. So injuries, you assume, is going to happen at some point. Well, it's the same He'll thing be on with, the field a lot. The same thing with Brandon Ayuk. So both of those guys, just because they're hurt, their percentage owned has probably gone way down and people are kind of overlooking them. But you don't need to worry about injury too much at the beginning of the year because I don't think – you weren't drafting these guys to play them in week one or two to, be, to begin with. You really weren't. I mean, what happened to Odell Beckham? You know, a couple of years ago, he was hurt to start the year and no one drafted him. And, you know, I think sometimes there's, you have spots on the bench at the beginning of the year. You, you're, there's no bye weeks right now. You can throw a guy in there and maybe he comes back in a couple of weeks and is good. So, like, I would save room on my bench for these rookies and see what they can become. Ayuk, Rager, he's down here. Pittman's down here yet. Even T. Higgins, Denzel Mims, those kind of guys, Clay, Chase Claypool, Brian Edwards, big, you know, those are the players. The beginning of the year, I want them stashed on my bench. And somebody could break out from that. Yeah. And right now, I mean, I know he might not he might not be ready for week one, but I, I want to go back to Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Because 
he will he is right now as far as I know he's the number one wide receiver on the team because Debo Samuel's is hurt and maybe he's not ready to be thrust in that position I know they don't throw a lot but they have to throw a little bit and if you're going to force feed the ball to someone even if you're going to get a few catches a game I mean you can't just throw to Kittle right yeah it can't all go to Kittle I think it's crazy like if you look at that Debo is the only other guy we really know um other than that I mean we'll see if Ayuk plays week he's he's been he's listed as he questionable. So, but uh, still, I mean, obviously, he's done enough to garner, you know, the idea that hey, he's going to be on the field if if he's healthy. I would, you know, you got to give him a week. Yep. And I would even a little even slightly deeper, but just I'd keep an eye on the Rams and see what if Van Jefferson plays. Yeah, I like that one too. So I this is the time of year to me. It's these rookies that someone is going to become worthwhile out of these rookies. It just it always happens, but. Trying to pick who that is is, the, is right. the difficult part. But other than the rookies, I don't necessarily love a lot of it. But for some reason, in this in this weird way, I keep holding out hope for Corey Davis. I know it's a long, big, long shot. I don't know why I do that. But, um, I mean, he's still going to be a starter. But absolutely no one's picking him. So that's an interesting one to watch out for. Any other, any other names here that you're looking at that non-rookie names maybe? Non-rookie. Um, really, I don't... I, off the cuff, I just have to bring this up. This is actually... I haven't uh, even verified this yet, but from someone that uh, has been reading a lot of Chicago news or whatever, <laughs> so we all know who that is, yeah. but uh, Cordero Patterson, because of uh, Montgomery going down, they were talking True. about lining him up in the backfield. Um, do I really believe that it's going to be worthwhile? No, but he is a good athlete. They desperately need help everywhere you know, yeah. on that team. So maybe that's something interesting. Would I put him on my team? No. I mean, it's well, but, and, and I can see this scenario where Randall Cobb has a good game week one, um, the, the Thursday night, just because it's really what it's cooks and Cobb and Fuller. And maybe Cobb, Cobb does something and I can see people picking him up, but I just don't know if that's going to be something that could last, but we'll see. But all right. Tight end wise. So tight end. Oh, hold it. There was one, was more, one more, one more, one guy, more. Um, and we don't officially know this either, but Josh Gordon, I just have to bring up his name. <laughs> he has not. He has been signed by Seahawks. He hasn't officially um, been reinstated by the NFL. We don't know how long that's going to yep. take. But on that team, you do have, obviously, Lockett and Metcalf already. But he could still be pretty good. Um, and I guarantee as soon as he's reinstated, people will give him a shot. So if you do have a, a bench spot open, you desperately need a upside wide receiver. He might be an interesting guy to look at. All right, tight end wise, Dallas Goddard, I think, needs to be owned. I think he's way down there, 20, 26%. I think you can actually play Dallas Goddard, even with Ertz there, especially week one. I think you can definitely play him against the Redskins. Why Why not? So Goddard's an interesting one to me where I think he just needs to be owned in 26%. And I, I would... Uh, I'd find a spot for Goddard on my bench if you don't have a strong tight end one where uh, he yeah. could become that. And I have, I have done this on many of my teams, actually, where I don't go high on a tight end because obviously you have to pay a lot in, for, in order to get you know, Kittle or Kelsey or something of that nature. But so I can get someone much lower and then I get Dallas Goddard at the last you know, spot on my team, which you can still do now by picking them up. Um, and the truth about Dallas Goddard is he is a golden handcuff, which is a very unusual thing for a tight end. Very if, rare. If Ertz goes down, he is going to be worth his weight in gold. Mm-hmm. I think he's playable anyway, even with him, because he finished 10th last year as tight end, even with Ertz being healthy. And now they have less help in the wide receiver. You know, Ray Gore is hurt. 
Elshon Jeffrey has been banged up the whole time. Deshaun Jackson is just not that guy where you're going to give him a bulk. So who is going to be the number one and number two wide receiver, really, like pass catchers on that team? It's going to be Earth and it's going to be Dallas Goddard. I mean, that and then following Miles Sanders, those could be the three mm-hmm. biggest reception uh, you know, players yeah. that they have on that team. So I, I'm a big believer that Dallas Goddard, find out how this shakes out, but he could be in for a huge... Um, you know, an improvement on his workload because Ertz already gets 150, you know, <laughs> looks a year. Uh, Dallas Goddard, his numbers actually could still go up. So I, I really like him too. Like he could be a, a strange one where a tight end two actually becomes, you know, the seventh tight end, even if the number one doesn't get hurt. Yep. It, it's a strange one, but I, I totally agree with you. All right. Let's see what else. Uh, Jonu Smith, I think uh, he's one to look at to have on your team. Blake Jarwin. There's some interesting tight end names down here. And you know what? It pains me to say this, but Eric Ebron, maybe, maybe there's something there. We'll see. I mean, how if Ben, if Roethlisberger likes him, he could become a red zone target. I mean, we know Ebron is a talented player who has, other than in the red zone in 2018 with Andrew Luck as his quarterback, he hasn't put it together. But that's pretty much all he ever did was in the red zone that year. He was great, right? Other than that, he's just not. He just hasn't been, you know reliable right so and you know what i'm not i'm not um completely done with oj howard yet either just just keep an eye see if brady and we really wish we had some preseason stuff to um you know see what see how yeah. things were looking I, I don't think he's gonna light the world no on fire, but, but I, I, i'm just saying like if if i was gonna get a guy like if you were here we'll put it this way if you were gonna get one guy right now in order to play say this week for whatever reason like someone you could actually plug and play right now who would it be? And then if you were going to stash a guy to see, let, let's see guys, how he's yeah. going to be used for the next two weeks or whatever, who would that be? So I think I play Goddard even. I think I do because like the, the wide receiver situation is really poor there. Right. And I think he's going to play no matter what. So I think I definitely, I think Goddard's that. You know, honestly, I do think O.J. Howard's my stash. I'm just, I'm very just interested in if he if he can play and how he how it pans out for him, if he still has something left in him. Which still something left. He's young. He can have something left with him. Does Brady see something there? So I have to ask you, Greg Olson. Yeah, just we just don't know, right? I don't know, and I don't know how much upside there can be. You know, what I mean, like I think there's some, but it, like how much really is there? Yeah, it's. Um, I think the only other guy with upside that I, I would not pick him up right now, but I think that he has enough uh, athleticism that we I liked him last year. I just don't know if he'll get enough receptions this year, but Irv Smith Jr. is still a very interesting player to me. Um, And with Justin Jefferson being a rookie, even though I think he'll be very adequate and I think he'll be uh, one of the rookies that actually does have a good amount of production, doesn't mean he's going to, you know, break out um, and, you know, be like Odell back in the day. But I think he'll do fine. It might open an avenue where they throw him a few more balls because a lot of guys are going to be doubling down on Thielen until you prove otherwise. So I think that might be an interesting, uh, something that could come about as well. But I would probably, I would obviously go to the other guys first. All right. A couple quick questions here. I'm just going to, um, let's see, where did that one go? We've got a trade question here. All right. Trade question already. Tyler had a quick question here. He says, I have Zeke on my team. Do I trade Keenan Allen for Tyler Boyd and Tony Pollard to grab Zeke's handcuff? So do you trade Keenan Allen for Tyler Boyd and Tony Pollard? 
I still think I like Keenan too much. Uh, I have a hard time downgrading at wide receiver. I mean, not everyone, but not everyone's completely on board with saying that's a big downgrade because do people do like Tyler Boyd? I I like Ty- Keenan Allen a, a lot more yet. I, Their ranks yeah. aren't terribly far off, but I don't think I want to downgrade at any point to just to get a handcuff. I I don't mind having a handcuff, especially Pollard. I do get the believe me, I get it. I have that situation, and I have Pollard. But I don't think I'm going to downgrade anywhere to get a back, get a handcuff. I, w- I wouldn't either. And I think Keenan Allen, I mean, in my mind, I, I, I have serious worries about what kind of uh, what kind of numbers he's going to get as far as targets compared to when he had Rivers. But at the same time, I think I think even less of Boyd. I, I think that both of those guys are uh, a little scary, and I like Keenan Allen better. And I agree with you, Craig, when you say I don't think this is the time to take your chips off the table. I think there'll be more opportunities to possibly get Tony Pollard. As long as Zeke doesn't get hurt in the first couple of weeks, which I, you know, I can't predict that, but I highly doubt it. Another trade here. Um, He would trade away DeAndre Hopkins and Mark Andrews to get Tyreek Hill. No, 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 it's it's, it's too much. You're giving, I still, I had Hill slightly ranked higher than Hopkins, but again, you're giving up too much there. Andrews is, I mean, he's the third or fourth best tight end, however you want to, you know, which way you want to put it. He's he's right there. So, all right, let's see here. Oh, wow. An IDP question. So this would be tough. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if we're qualified to answer this one. <laughs> um, should I trade Miles Sanders, James White, Will Fuller, and JJ Watt? It throws no. you off, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. For Christian McCaffrey. So just just like when you're thinking about it, yeah, I'm gonna do that to get McCaffrey. I don't know how much Watts gonna help you. I honestly don't. I just don't have a great. He d- they do have Joey Bosa at, at defensive line, so pretty pretty decent stack there. You know, I'd just say I would probably do it. Who's for Miles Sanders and and Fuller and Watt? Well, and who so else? there was one more guy, right? Um, Miles Sanders, James White, Fuller, and Watt. So he already has Zeke, David Johnson, David Montgomery. So he would just he would get to play Zeke. And Christian McCaffrey. And yeah, at I, wide receiver, he has DJ Moore, DJ Chark, and, and Beckham. I'd do it. I would, too. I, I really, really like Miles Sanders. But, dude, Christian McCaffrey is a, on a different planet than those other guys. So, yeah, I would do it. I mean, again, I mean as you're again, getting rid of a lot of players. It's, it's a weird, you know. It's, again, I'm not really qualified for it's a lopsided know, trade for IDP weird, here. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, man, we should play some IDP. How about that? Is that too much for you? Yeah, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> would you it. trade Tyreek Hill for Derrick Henry? I'm loaded at wide receiver, by the way. I mean, I'd probably have, I would have probably drafted Derrick Henry ahead of Tyreek Hill. And then I think I – I mean, it's, it's not that far off, but I'd, I'd rather have Henry. You know, I don't love Henry. Well, I, yeah, I don't mind that trade at all. I think it's a very even trade. If you need a running back and you're loaded at wide receiver, then yeah. I think that is all to do with your team need. I think that is a relatively fair trade either way. All right. And then final, final question I'll do here. A lot of everything else is start, sit, quite stuff. We might throw a couple in tomorrow's episode, but this is from Christian in Germany. So one of our listeners from Germany, he has the following trade on the table. He would trade away Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and Tom Brady to get Lamar Jackson, Melvin Gordon, Cooper Cup, and I'll say no. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I it, I just uh I know Lamar would be awesome to get, but 
you just can't trade away McCaffrey because then his his running backs would end up. So his current running backs are McCaffrey, Akers, Swift, Carrion Johnson, and then Henderson and Dylan. So he doesn't have enough depth depth for me. Because if you trade with McCaffrey, you're just with Gordon and Akers, and you don't want no, that. No, no way. It's not. It's just not strong enough there. You have to. And I mean, and he, yeah, you know, McCaffrey is just that good. He is. He's he's too good to get rid of here. Um, no, no, you just you just can't do it. Can't do it. No, can't do and, it, Christian. Yeah, let's be quite honest. Christian McCaffrey right now is the best fantasy player. Yep. So. Yep. Oh, one more here. This is from last week Thursday. So I'll still let's see. Maybe it's still on the table, but it's another. Listener that emailed us in, um, this is Brett. He says, um, should I trade Raheem Mostert and Devontae Adams? So Raheem Mostert, Devontae Adams, to get Todd Gurley and Stefan Diggs. <clears throat> Mostert no, and Devontae. Mostert and Adams. I think Adams is just too good. For Gurley and Diggs. Diggs. It's not terrible. But like, especially, we like Gurley and Diggs better than most people. The most, most people. But I think Adams is just too good. Where it, to so, me, it, it's just too much. I do have to say, it's a little more of a sure thing. Mm-hmm. I, I truly love Gurley. I think that this year, is it's quite possible he's a top 10 running back. If he doesn't get hurt in any major way and, and well, miss you know less than you know, like two games or less, it, I think he's in the top 10. Does it, and does it change your mind at all if he already has Michael Thomas? So he could go Thomas. Right now, his lineup would be Thomas, Adams, A.J. Green. And then his running backs are Bell, Singletary, Mostert. So he would turn that into Thomas, Green, Diggs, Gurley, Bell, Singletary. I think I still want the. I think I want Thomas and Adams. I think that's the com- the combination. Oof. It is very close for me in that one because he does need a little help in running back. I don't know. Adams is such a sure thing as long as he doesn't get hurt, which is yep. you know you never know. I man, I wobble on that one. Um. I think I, I think I just want I, I I'll go with the Thomas Adams combination. But it, it depends on what you feel about Gurley and how, how much you're sold. Yeah, on. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I would lean towards Gurley a little bit, yeah. but it it definitely might be a little riskier. <laughs> it, there's probably more risk, but if Gurley becomes Gurley, yeah. If I'm if I'm correct, it, it's the way to go. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know. Wide receivers are a little easier like to predict. Some, health-wise. Like he has some of our guys on that team. Like yeah. think about getting Gurley, but Singletary and I would go for AJ, the, I would go for the Gurley, but, but that is a yeah. it's a very close one. All right. I think that's going to do it for waiver wire, a little bit of mailbag. And once again, thanks to my bookie for sponsoring today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. We got some rankings talk. We got some of your, some of your comments on Instagram and some of your, you know, some flex questions that we'll get to on tomorrow's episode, our first rankings of the season. So talk to you guys tomorrow.